This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Tyrion 15 of A Clash of Kings. And in our Raven, we would we will be discussing a major Sir Boris Blunt theory. Yes. As you know, back here again, man, doing these sort of live episodes. We're trying it out. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's more interactive. I, we might even have cut off our intro there in the beginning. I don't know, but Maybe. I, we, we might we're have. Still, we're, we're still figuring. We're still figuring it out. Okay, yeah. you know, we're a little disoriented, much like the person we're talking about in today's chapter. But uh, we will figure it out. Always, you know, making upgrades here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. This is so cool, guys. So we are actually streaming live on Facebook, uh, on our Facebook page, over on YouTube, and on Twitter all at the same time. Why? Because Relore is backing us now okay we've now turned to the ways of relore and he said uh slash she he whatever we can you know do this now and we can just stream stuff everywhere we see it in the flames and so here we are streaming everywhere yeah, man. it's crazy matt honestly it's like all i'm like looking at stuff like we think the quality might be a bit better we'll see we're still working on stuff but like it's awesome we want to get this ready because you know what we're gonna be doing house of the dragon we're gonna be in talking uh, right after the show, going live, bringing our bannermen in. So we're trying to get this sort of queued up and, and ready to go so we can we can do just that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, you know what, guys? It's Sunday today, and uh, we were in a funny little chat uh, with some of our bannermen because we uh, in our just on Facebook. Uh, so shout out to Sir Ryan, uh, Sir Jimmy, right, Sir Matthew uh, of House Perry because we have a little group chat that we're always we're always just hanging out talking. And um, it was really funny because, uh, you know, we, we talked last time about uh, how George writes, right, you know, and, and talks about his, uh, his jets and his giants. And, uh, man, I woke up this morning and Ryan sent me a message. He's like, man, the jets are looking good today, which is unfortunate for Ez's Bengals. Yeah. But then he's like, well, I don't know. They just threw a pick. And I said, yeah, every time the jets throw a pick, somebody in Westeros dies. Holy so, smokes. Yeah. <laughs> so at this rate, everyone's going to die. So. Okay. So do I have to sacrifice my bangles so that we get wins quicker? I guess. Is, is that what I have to do? Like take a season where it's like, all right, we're going to just, well, not a season, I guess. Just, just those games. Just when we play yeah, the Jets or when other games. teams. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. See, so last week, so two weeks ago on, I have Georgia's not a blog put up here two weeks ago, you know, it, um, this is, this is Georgia's blog, right? Which is the closest we ever get to any sort of actual wins and winter news. Three weeks ago, the dragons are coming. Yes. You know, he posted the house of the dragon trailer and he's like, can't wait for this. Everything's going good. The following post is a picture of a guy with a plastic bag over his face that has a frowny face. And he's like Sunday sorrows. He's talking about how the jets and the giants both lost. Last week, it was win, win one, lose one, because the Giants won, but the Jets lost, and they look bad. Well, the Jets won today, so maybe if the Giants win as this weekend, mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. they play this weekend or not, but maybe if they win and we get, he'll, the next post will be something about wins a winner. Like, guys, I finished some pages. That would be wild. Like, what if we start making the correlation that as those teams win, we get more chapters or more pages or whatever? I, I think, I don't know. Wouldn't it be something if the, if the owners or someone on the team was sort of like a, they figured out that George was really into the team and there was a correlation between their winning and whether we got wins of winter and they were also a fan of the series and oh, they God. said, I got to step up. I got to step up and make this happen. Well, I just looked. The Jets played the Bengals today and won, which is surprising because the Bengals are really good. This Did year. they win? Gosh, dang it. Uh, yeah, 34-31. And then I looked at and then I looked at who the Giants play, and it's Monday Night Football, and they play Kansas City. Although Kansas City's down this year, so maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. maybe. Who there's knows? A chance. There's a chance. There's so a you're chance. telling me there's a chance. Gosh. <laughs> well, I'm all for it. So hopefully we'll be rooting for that team. We everyone needs to. We I'm sorry. We have to kind of bond together. Jets and Giants fans. You're gonna have to teams. root for one. Right. Everyone go out and buy a jersey, start start tagging George in this and say, look, we're behind you. All right. Like and your teams, as long as you get this series done. So, yeah, abs- absolutely. So, um, all right. Esmin, how you doing? Everything going OK? Everything? Everything? Going yeah. Good? Anything? OK. So I don't know how to do this. Like as has been super motivated recently, like going to the gym, start of the new job, feeling good. We're making updates here on the channel trying to get various things going, right? We feel like we got some good content Various coming. things going? Various things in the dark, everywhere. Var- various things going. Uh, so I'm feeling really good. I just want, if anyone else is motivated in making these gains, you know, let it be known, Sir Matt. We used to say, what guides us? The gains. The gains guide us. We were guided by gains years ago. Matt and I, used to run all sorts of stuff, man. We've been doing YouTube and, and podcasting and, I mean, what, since 2010, 2011 or something? Oh, yeah, man. Going back yep. to the days of the website, wrote an article. I mean, just hustling like crazy. So if you're out there hustling, all right, and if you're out there either working hard in the gym, making educational gains, content creation, whatever the gain is that you are making, right? My friend Matt Brady is the mayor of Gaines Town, all right? It's true. And so I just want people. So if you're doing that, I want you to go to your Instagram or to your Twitter. I prefer Instagram and tag us. Tag yes. us. All right. Because the, the days it's time to start motivating one another. All right. It's like the winds of winter. It's not coming out, but winter's actually coming. All right. Yes. And so it's a little depressing. I found this like urge today to say like it is just go time. I went in. I hit the weights. Went a little crazy in the gym. Matt did as well. And then we came out here and we made, you remember the days, Matt, when we used to, when we were starting the podcast, we were back in, in, in Bend the Knee 
And we used to tell people like, we just recorded six hours worth of like content. Content. Those days are back. They've been here, right? Maybe it's been four to three or whatever. Those days are back and I love it. I'm feeling good and it's just awesome. So tag us, you know, at Womprat underscore two M or at Super Gains Rose. Tag both of us and we will post it on our social medias because we want to encourage you guys and we want to be encouraged by you. So do that for us. All right. I'm put I'm saying it on all the podcasts because I am literally just fired up, man. Fired yes. up. Yes. Fire and blood. Yeah, fire. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously. Yeah, though. no, it's good, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you. As it's just good. Anytime we make some sort of upgrade to the podcast, like you know, once we were doing just audio, then we started doing some other stuff, and then it was like, all right, let's start doing posting on YouTube. And now Streamyard just makes everything so easy. So they're Shout not out to them. But seriously, hey, thanks because this product's awesome. Yeah. So uh, hey, comment here, as. Um, oh yeah, here we go. I got you. Can Sir, Sir Ryan, can we get players from the Jets and Giants to start yelling for the watch on the field? <laughs> I mean, exactly. What do we have to do? All right. Oh, to, my. to get this going. What if someone did? What if there were things that were happening in the games that were influencing the way he was writing or something or like, a uh, you know, maybe maybe Matt, like the quarterback for one of those teams has a favorite character. And he says, you know what? I was going to off him. Was gonna yes. take him down, but my boy, the quarterback needs this character to go forward in the story. Right? Could you imagine? He's Game the of author. <laughs> yeah, for wins, of, for wins of winter. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, a- anywho, yeah. So, um, all right. As well, so we have we have a Raven. We're gonna do. I think we're gonna save that at the end. Yeah. Um, I have something queued up for extended edition, which will be over on uh, Apple. Plus and uh, Patreon, which is really cool because we had a lot of people signing up for the Apple Plus, which I think, in all honesty, I mean, I think it's pretty cool because you get access to all the stuff. You get like, you know, hyperspace hangout stuff, Heroes of the Horn, which is heating up. So I think I think that's certainly cool. So uh, I say we just go ahead and dive into the chapter today. It's actually kind of a shorter yeah. chapter, and it yeah. is um, Tyrion 15 of A Clash of Kings, which is we only have three chapters left. So, um, you know, last time we were with Tyrion, right, was the Battle of the Blackwater, where he gets, you know, he gets uh, hit in the face, right? Gets, like, his nose cut off there. Um, and uh, here we go. So Tyrion lies abed dreaming of the men who died fighting alongside him in the Battle of the Blackwater, as well as those he killed. He, de- he dreams of Tysha as well, and when he awakens, he realizes that he is not at the Tower of the Hand, and the maester... Uh, hovering over him is one he doesn't recognize. Unable to speak, the maester gives him milk of the poppy. Later, when the maester returns, Tyrion knocks the poppy from his hand and demands uh, the cast be removed from his face. Maester Balabar keeps mumbling about the queen's orders, but Tyrion will not listen. He demands wine, not poppy, and looks upon his destroyed face in a mirror. Three quarters of his nose is gone, and as is with part of his lip. And the stitching job was sloppy. Tyrion sends the maester away and asks for Podrick Payne. The boy arrives and Tyrion swears him to silence about what occurred at the docks with Sir Mandon Moore. He tells Pod to bring Maester Franken, for he does not trust this new maester. And uh, yeah, I mean, this it's a relatively short chapter, um, but it is Tyrion's last chapter of the of the book here. Um, and you know, I, I think really, I, I, I think what we'll sort of talk about maybe today is Tyrion's arc in a storm of swords, right? Because it's really interesting how going through a game of Thrones, we get to meet Tyrion 
And when we first see him, he's kind of all right. We get it. He's a he's a dwarf, right? He's an imp. Um, mm -hmm. but he belongs to he's the you know sis, brother to the queen, right? And he's going to whorehouses and he's doing all of these things. But then he gets in sort of trouble. He gets out. We get to learn that Tyrion's pretty witty and we feel like Tyrion's pretty smart. And then by the end of it, uh, he's now acquired some of his own bannermen, really, with the moon clans, right? And then he gets, we find out he's going to be Hand of the King. So now we're in a clash of kings and it's like Tyrion starts out. He walks in. Remember, they're having sort of the, the little tournament, right, yeah. with Ser And Tyrion sort of walks in and even Joffrey's like upset and startled by the fact that he is now Hand of the King. And by the end of this, Tyrion not only basically saves the city with his plan, but now he's lost his nose. He's lost part of his lip. And he's lost his status as Hand of the King. And it's like so interesting to see how he it all just falls. Because the entire time throughout this book, it feels like, man, he's one step ahead of Cersei, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. He, you know, it's like everything he does, the little plan, the little plan, right? Where he tells a bunch of people in information and to figure out who the rat is and all of this stuff. And now we're at this point where it's like, man, everything, everything just completely turns around for Tyrion. yeah so it, it's it's interesting that when you start the book um going back to the beginning of the series actually like he's a part of this family that we don't like necessarily the, the lannisters and he's the character we do like because of his connection to john back in a game of thrones and then we see him go through a lot of different adversity be falsely accused by uh catelyn and win through wit and, and get out of that and resources and alliances and the lannister always pays his debts all that good stuff and we get into now his father. I mean, gosh, it feels like his father tried to kill him uh, before he sends him to, to become hand of the king, you know, by putting him in, in, in the van, um, in the vanguard. And then he says, all right, like, I'm going to send you to King's Landing to kind of straighten things out, keep Joffrey in check, work through Cersei, all that good stuff. And he does well. He does a good job. And he's honorable and he gives the speech. We talked about Tyrion's speech. We talked about what he does here to defend the city. And you start to say, okay, he's rising. Maybe his family will kind of, uh, this is a, this is a moment where they can celebrate. Like he's, he's a member of their family doing something the right way. And, but, but Tywin, Matt, he doesn't care about any of them necessarily. Like it's, it's not about the, the braggadocious, you know, whatever, padding of, of one another on the on the back and and all that kind of stuff so he is i think Tyrion wants that he's never gotten that uh he feels like his, his siblings get more kind of attention or respect or whatever i don't know man and then and then to have all this plotting and scheming going on so we've got let me look let me click on this character this in this particular chapter uh balabar right is is this maester who's assigned he's from uh, he's assigned to house red wine in the arbor he shows up and tell you a lot about him already. Yeah. Huh? Right. Which should tell you a lot about him already. Right. Cause Arbor yeah. gold and all of that stuff. Right. So not to be trusted and Tyrion's not going to trust him. Is this Cersei, you know, sending in this maester to, to possibly kill me or to keep me down. So maester Franken is, is the uh, maester he turns to. And that maester was assigned to house Stokeworth. Uh, so he's there tending to the Tyrion, but, yeah, man, he thinks they're plotting to to kill him. He thinks that his his siblings or someone is trying to take him out. Now look at this. He's right. Sir Mandon Moore just tried to kill him. So if it's not maybe his siblings, 
it's someone we talked about um Littlefinger, Peter Baelish being that individual. But Tyrion is and it's it, it's so crazy. You almost want him to come out to his father and say, This happened. But he's been called a liar so many times. He's been called a lot of different things, and there's not this trust, I guess, but like his sister, especially, like tries to just I don't know. Uh she jades everything that he says or or, or people's opinions of him. I think his father might listen to him saying, yeah, sir, sir you know, Manda Moore tried to kill me and let, let's, let's investigate that, but he keeps it secret. So, yeah. Um, so some interesting uh, things here. I, I love pull, I love to pull up the old um, uh, from Reddit, the reread. Uh, somebody's saying here, somebody's questioning uh, Tyrion and saying, is he actually slipping in and out of a coma? in the opening paragraphs or is it just dreams and milk of the poppy? Um, Cause it says, uh, you know, it's hard to tell because this chapter swirls in such falling. He has visitors and it feels like, uh, let me, I'll pull up the actual quotes, but he's saying Varys pays his respects. Right. So it's almost like, Oh, maybe they think he's like, like going to die, die. Um, and so then Tyrion goes into a deep dream, right? A night with Shay and a feast with Tywin looking for approval. There's a bard, right. To record his name in history. Um, you know, it's almost like Tyrion might be dying a little bit here. So, and then we go to uh, Taisha. So, uh, just sort of, definitely, definitely, sort of some, definitely, sort of some interesting stuff here. So, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at some of the, some of the uh, text here. So, he dreamed of a crackstone ceiling and the smells of blood um, and burnt flesh. The air was full of. Um, Acidic, acidic smoke. Uh, men were groaning and whimpering all around him. And from time uh, to time, a scream would piece the air thick with pain. He tries to move. He found that he had fouled his own bedding. The smoke in the air made his eyes water. Am I crying? He must not let his father see. He was a Lannister of Casterly Rock, a lion. I must be a lion. Lie, uh, live a lion. Die a lion. Um, and it says it all sort of hurts too much. And so he's hearing all of this stuff going on. Ravens soaring through the gray sky on wild black wings uh, while uh, crows rose from their feast in furious clouds wherever he sets his steps. Um, you know, the, the wolves were gray and so were the silent sisters together. Um, you know, they're like eating flesh of the fallen. There were corpses. Um, he's like, you know, my work thought Tyrion Lannister, right? They died at my command thinking about some of the men. So he's going through some really sort of crazy prophetic dreams here so many dead so very many um he's just thinking about all of this stuff and how you know i think both both sort of of you know hey like look like how many people died because of what i did as well as you know how did i get here and what's going on um he's thinking more and more you know sir mandan he saw the dead empty eyes uh the reaching hand the green fire shining against the white enamel plate Fear swept over him in a cold rush beneath the sheets. He could feel his bladder letting go. And so we know that happens. Um, he's thinking to himself, help me. Someone help me. Jamie, Shay, mother, someone, Taisha. No one heard. No one came. Alone in the dark, he fell back to his sleep. He dreamed his sister was standing over his bed with their Lord Father beside her frowning. It had to be a dream since Lord Tywin was a thousand leagues away, which we know he's not. So mm -hmm. that's what this is again. PO, these are POV chapters, right? You always need to sort of take that into consideration. Yeah. Um, Tyrion uh, thought uh, we sent you to Bitterbridge and you never came back. Um, uh, thinking, uh, says uh, Varys looked down on him and sighed. Littlefinger made a quip. Uh, sometimes he could hear them talking to one another, but he didn't understand what was going on. Um, he wanted to ask if he'd won the battle. We must have, or else I'd be on my head would be on a spike somewhere. 
to say, you know, I must be alive because we won. And so this is, it's kind of the dream. And, and so, you know, what's interesting about this is this is actually a pretty different dream chapter than we actually have throughout the, the rest of the series, because most of the dreams that we have seem to be almost always prophetic dreams, mm -hmm. right? Whereas this is clearly a dream of coming in and out of something. And so it is really sort of a unique chapter, especially for a dream chapter. Yeah, you're right. He does seem to to think about one thing, move to the next thing. And then you get like that, the maester popping in. I think he was trying to keep him down. I think he was trying to keep him, uh, right. you know, pacified or whatever with Milk of the Poppy. Right. And and so he says he's actually telling him at one point not to fight it as he's feeding him, as he's giving him the milk. Like he comes through at one point, realizes who this is one of his sister's creatures. And he says, you know. Uh, the maester tells him, don't fight this. You know, you save your strength or whatever as he's just feeding him more. So I don't know if we know exactly how long he was down for, but it's it's been, it might even, it might have said in this chapter, but he's been down for a bit. And the dream, by the way, yeah, the one about Taisha, let me go back here. Um, That was interesting. So yeah, through the hay, oh no, no, let me back up here. Uh, lies, he thought, all feigned, all for gold. She was a whore, Jamie's whore, Jamie's gift, my lady of the lie her face seemed to fade away dissolving behind a veil of tears but even after she was gone he could still hear the faint soft sound of her voice calling his name uh, my lord can you hear me my lord Tyrion. my lord my lord and that's i think he's coming through to someone else calling his name right so yes yeah but man crazy crazy cra it's you know interesting that when in when you're in that state that you could have those um these dreams almost show us into like a, like a deeper, like things that are buried in Tyrion, things that he still struggles with. So that Taisha connection is, is interesting. That's something that's still been buried deep that he, it really, really hurt him and sort of woke him up to the nature of his father and his brother and to just people. Those were close friends and family. This is, this is someone he loved and he thinks about all that, that all the time. And it's, it's just, it's awful. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, let me let me I keep going here. So right, so he has this other dream here, um, where he's talking about this time he dreams he was at a feast, a victory in some great hall. He had a high seat upon the dais, and men were lifting their goblets uh, to him and hailing him as a hero. Um, Mar uh, Marilyn was there, the singer who journeyed with them on the mountains of the moon. He played the wood harp and sang of the imps' daring deeds. Uh, even his father was smiling with approval with the song. When the song was over, Jamie rose from his place, commanded Tyrion to kneel and touched him first on the shoulder and then on the other with his golden sword. And he rose up a night. Shay was waiting to embrace him. She took him by the hand, laughing and teasing, calling him her giant of Lannister. And wow. then he woke darkness to a cold room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's cool, right? He, so it's, it's, that's also what he wants. It's showing you into, into the things right. that he desires. He wants his brother to, you know, kind of uh, knight him or for them to, to uh, for someone for a, for a singer to sing songs about him and, and all these things, those are what he wants. And then it's all a lie, right? We get to that point later where he's like, This is all this is this is a lie. And he tries to shove that down in a way again, yeah. And you know what's you know what's really interesting? Um, let me get this pulled up here. Um, is that uh, I just want to look at the chapter, the chapter list here because so okay, so as you as you walk back, right? So here we are in Tyrion. Uh, the week before was Theon. The chapter before was Sansa. And in the Sansa chapter, um, that's the chapter where we find out that um, 
that uh, Joffrey is going to choose Marjorie, right? And so immediately Sansa is daydreaming of, oh my God, yes, I'm free from him. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then immediately she's told, ah, eh, probably not. You need to like mm -hmm. be even more careful now. Last chapter was Theon and uh, Maester Lewin is asking him to take the black. And he is thinking, okay, I could take the black. I could rise high. Maybe I could even be um, the guard of Eastwatch. And then immediately a sound happens. Nope, that ain't going to happen. And now here we have Tyrion. And again, he's in this, he's dreaming, legit dreaming. And he's dreaming about, okay, I could, um, you know, sort of, maybe I could be a knight and Shay and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he wakes up to a cold entry room. So each of these past three chapters and I, I the aria one, I'd have to go back and look, that was before probably maybe the same thing. Mm -hmm. But so I wonder if everybody's chapter in this, in this book ends with sort of like, they're thinking, Hey, this could be a, a new way to do things. Or this could be a new life. And George is like, Nope, this, that's not the path you're on. This is the path you're on. So yeah, like getting, a... getting, getting, getting immediately hit with sort of the cold, hard truth. Right. That's actually really good. That's that's pretty cool. Right. So, well, cool. It's uh, it's a cool connection because you're absolutely right. They start to see hope. They start to think, yep, I got this. There's a way forward. We're doing good. Tyrion's wanting that paddle. I mean, even though things are dire, like, right, like this should be a moment where he's celebrated, where he is celebrated and where where he defended the city. He's still alive. All those good things. But he's not. Sansa, same thing. Finally out away can maybe do something with the with the Tyrells, even though she's going through. She's in the thick of battle. And as you said, Theon, Arya, I think, too, even like leaving, you know, she's leaving and she, she's about to be right. She's going to be, air quote, captured uh, by the Brotherhood without banners. So she's thinking, I got this. I'm, I'm on the move. She got away from uh, her imprisonment or her, her service uh, to Lord Bolton. Ironically, she could have maybe said something there and might have been able to get back into somebody else's hands or would have just been another chip for the Lannisters, as we know what happens later on with Lord Bolton. But yeah, I mean. So same sort of thing. It's it's that's what George does, right? These characters they see hope, they see a path, they see a way in which they could uh they're doing so well and then bam, just crash down. It all comes crashing down. It's almost too many characters that that happens to actually. I'm sort right. of like I don't know. It's kind of depressing. But right. Well, it's just it's just I just it's always interesting when you read a lot of these chapters back to back, even though they're different characters, because we see this a lot. Right. Where it's like, wow, he did something in this chapter and he did almost the same thing in this chapter. They're two, they're a different set of circumstances because the series is just so big and so broad that sometimes we're in like you start to think about the character's arc. Right. Like that's why a lot of people do like POV reads They're like, all right, I'm just going to do the John chapters. I'm just going to do the Sansa chapters or whatever. Um, but then sometimes you have these parallel events almost that take place and it's like, well, this is happening to Tyrion and this is happening to Theon and they happen at basically the same time. And it's sort of a similar arc. And so um, just, you know, sort of question, yeah. then you can tie in bigger things like are the gods pulling the strings and, Whoa. you know, you know, yeah. it's just, it, okay, you move this piece. I'll move this piece. Right. Yeah. And I move this, this pawn, I move this pawn to counter. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, whether it's a chance or the gods or, or someone paid, you know, pod to, to look after or pods trying to make his own name here, but he has a, a huge moment. And, and I think Tyrion right. thinks of this, like I would be dead if not for him. And when, when pod finally does come in, in this chapter, you know, he starts to kind of like stutter and say, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I can, they cut him off. Right. But it's, he's meaning to say killed. I didn't mean to kill him. I think he thinks he's going to be in trouble, right? 
because he killed one of the Kingsguard. First of yeah. all, let's go. It's a big deal. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a huge deal. He doesn't want him to Crazy. say anything. Yeah. And it's a chaos of battle. And we talked about some of the, the theories, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, on who, who that who paid him, why, what's his motive, why kill Tyrion, who's behind all of that. And again, if you guys have thoughts and theories on that, leave us a comment uh, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. But I think it's, uh, I just think it's, it's, it's interesting. T Tyrion knows how dangerous this is. And if he lets on, because right now, in, in, anyone who's been, who was in the, in the keep, and they, you think about the battle, they don't know the ins and outs. They don't know whether he was uh, killed by a random arrow or a spear or whatever. Someone who's waiting for that report might ask what happened to Sir Mandon Moore. And uh, hopefully no one saw Pod just, you know, shove a spear through yeah. the back of his neck or something, right? But Yeah, really interesting here because I'm just looking on, on the Reddit here. Uh, about the, about this chapter and um somebody brought up a really interesting question now again this is from really this is from like six years ago uh but it's a really cool it's a really cool source to sort of look at uh the a song of ice and F fire reread subreddit uh because they've read this multiple times so summer before the show influences people's thoughts and um stuff like that but uh somebody's they're talking about speculations on who hired mandon more um which we've sort of thought cersei but it goes on to think that this is uh, here's one. It says, my gut feeling was always that it was Eliza since she's from the Vale. We know there's no love lost between her and Tyrion. I used to say that he can't be Littlefingers because that would make the Kettle Blacks redundant since they ultimately will end up being sort of Littlefingers men. Uh, but I've reconsidered on this reread because of the timing that the Kettle Blacks come to King's Landing right before the battle. Uh, think about this from... Peter Baelish's perspective. He command he commands Sir Mandon Moore to assassinate Tyrion. It seems like a pretty easy task for the night, but there's a possibility that either Tyrion would thwart him, or that someone would see, um, someone would see Sir Mandon would be executed for killing the king's hand. So if Sir Mandon is Littlefinger's creature, it makes a little sense that Littlefinger would bring in the Kettle Blacks at that time to ensure that he always has a man on the King's Guard. Yeah, the timing's interesting. That's that's a that's a cool that's a, that's a cool connection. I mean, the gold cloaks, right? When when he is the master of coin, he's got a lot of people. I mean, that's that's the influence. That's the power of money, right? He's the one paying folks. So now, Sir Mandon Moore, there. I think he and Lysa, right? L Littlefinger and Lysa you could go either one. It's it's the influences right. from the Vale, uh, for sure. And then there's something. There's some major beef there with with Tyrion and we've seen Lysa write letters to, to the likes of Catelyn. So could she write something uh, to Sir Mandon Moore and say, if there's a, if there's ever a chance, etc., kill him. Does, does, I mean, is that just for honor? Does he get paid for that? He's a part of the King's guard. Like that. I think that's why some people will throw out the idea that it could be one of the Royals, that it could be right. someone like Joffrey, or it could be someone like Cersei because they're the only ones who can really order that. I would group around. I, I would say, though, that uh, let me think here. I would say, though, that if you're Littlefinger, you would stand to gain quite a bit from Tyrion's death, though, because I think a lot of people would view Littlefinger as a potential suitor. I mean, I know Tywin's going to take it, but Tywin is still at battle with Rob. Mm -hmm. So um, and 
Balin Greyjoy is still out there too. So you'd have to put and Stannis. So there's a lot. Um, and he's gonna have to go sort of command that. Um, and Jamie's been captured. So if you're Liza saying, I want Tyrion dead to Littlefinger, your sort of love interest, then you could be Littlefinger and pay, be like, all right, I'm gonna pay Sir Mandon more to attack to hey, if you can take out Tyrion during this, that would be awesome. Because then the hand of the king is now gone and you're master of coin. And a lot of people, I think he's Littlefinger's gaining power. We know chaos is a ladder. And so you're really only you're really, I mean, you're Tywin Lannister away. Let's let's just theorize. Let's just uh -huh. say in yeah. theory, let's say that Jamie right, currently Jamie's gone. Tywin still has to go win a war against Stannis, who he just pushed back. But. And all this stuff. I mean, who are the candidates in the in the event that Tywin has to go deal with stuff? Who are the potential literal candidates in the event of a Tyrion death away from being hand of the king? At this moment, you've just made an alliance with the Tyrells. So you either go Mace Tyrell or the mm -hmm. your next sort of person. I think Littlefinger could go to hand of the king. Yeah, he could because uh, what's his name? Rosby, Giles Rosby is, I think, later uh, put on the right. small council and things. So you have other Kevin, Kevin yeah, Lannister. Yeah, Ke right. Yeah. Kevin, for sure. Uh, but again, if they're tied up in war and battle, if you need commanders, they might be out doing that that type of thing. So who is it that's going to kind of govern and uh, what have you? I mean, if Cersei Cer also Cersei, though, if it's up to her, she might want a puppet or someone who she if, right. that, if it comes down to her decision. Well, then she just needs somebody. That, she's the regent, and she's going to either work with the hand or she just wants to govern herself. But you're right. So now, actually, the list grows when you think of who Cersei could put in there because it could be anybody. But I think Cersei thinks that Littlefinger is a puppet. Because remember, yeah. we remember the, the, the Littlefinger episode we did yeah. where we talked about even lo you look at them, and this is later. This is like Storm of Swords, stuff like that. And they think, well, little, they, they all discredit Littlefinger every time mm -hmm. we discredit Littlefinger, and he's really man running at running the whole show yeah the the only other person i thought about now I, I don't think this is very likely i like the idea of Littlefinger and lisa and uh, a, a bit more but um you know like i think Tyrion once he has his his, his downfall here and he and tywin takes power and the lannisters start doing the things that they're doing i think Varys starts to see you, you know he starts to see where he kills right. kevin right um i don't think he likes people like Tyrion and Kevin who would bring stability and who would reduce that chaos and maybe unite the kingdom together. So it's interesting that Varys is sitting there, right? And he's seeing how this all kind of plays out. I'm not saying Varys, you know, ordered right. the, the, the killing of him, but like he serves the realm. He wants, you know, to, and ultimately to serve the realm, that means we're going to bring in a black buyer pretender, or we're going to bring in the true Aegon Targaryen, bring him back. Whatever it is that Varys is scheming with Illyrio is a whole other thing. But he is, it's it's possible that he had something to do with that. Because I go back to the motivations for Sir Mandon Moore. Why? What does he get? Does he get a sack of gold? And is that, well, how does he, as a king's guard, does he just use that for to buy drinks and, you know, what whatever? What is it that motivates him to say, I'm going to do that? Yes, Littlefinger asked me to do, or Lysa, or uh, whoever it is, uh, Varys. Like, what would well, he gain from that? Well, Sir Mandon Moore. Well, yeah. think about this: if you, if Littlefinger hires Sir Mandon Moore, remember where we're at is that Tywin 
would then Tywin would have to go beat Rob Stark and potentially Balon Greyjoy and Stannis, right? So he still has to go fight all these battles. Nothing, nothing is remotely close to being over at this point. Mm -hmm. And then we have a situation where Tyrion's now gone. Again, Jamie is still captured. So if Jamie is potentially killed, you know, murdered, ex executed, or because a trade doesn't happen, mm -hmm. then Sir Mandon Moore could now be Lord Commander there we go. of the Kingsguard. Yep, that's good. I, I I figure that's where you're driving to. That I like that. That is that is something that could maybe motivate him. I know he's said to be a dangerous man, and it seems like he has no emotion or whatever, but he just wants to be the most dangerous, most lethal person. And given the title of Lord Commander, I mean, he he got into the King's Guard. Wasn't he appointed or didn't um, oh, someone had something? It was Robert Baratheon. It was after the Robert's Rebellion. John Aaron. I think John Aaron maybe had something to do with him coming from the Vale and being, you know, promoted to Kingsguard. So is there more on, you know, him possibly? Yeah, he came from the Vale. He's familiar with Servardus Egan, who remember Braun kills, right? Kills, He's yeah. the one who fights for, for the Vale. Um, he was brought to King's Landing by John Aaron. Yep. Okay. Although, and it says that uh, John Aaron and King Robert neither were sort of particularly fond of Mandon Moore. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah so in a, in, a, in a Game of Thrones, after the arrest of Lord Eddard Stark, Sir Manning guards the door of the council chamber when his daughter Sansa Stark is brought before the small council Sir, uh, by Sir Boris Blunt. Wow, Sir Boris Blunt is a character. Um, wow. Manning later escorts Sansa back to the high tower of Magor's Holdfast. Manning is a, is present in the throne room when Sir Barristan Selmian, Lord Commander of the King's Guard, is dismissed. Manning is the other member. And so he's we don't really see a lot of him. And then it just sort of happens. Then later they start to be, there's a lot of speculation on it, right? That That's that's mm -hmm. in a storm of swords. It's just mostly sort of um, speculation. Them thinking Mac on it, like like yeah, it's thinking who did that, who who put him up to that, etc. Et um, so yeah, does um, huh? So maybe there's more. There's yeah, there's other there's there's multiple mo mo you know motivations. I like the Lord Commander one. I like that it was uh, because of what happened with Braun, and so you take that out on Tyrion. I also like that maybe he's a man who can be bought, possibly. Right? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe there is that. Also, the brought that Sir, Sir Barristan moment. God, could you imagine if Sir Barristan would have just laid him low? He yeah, could. he would have wrecked him. Good. Yeah. God. Although, like, the only person who I, the only person on the King's Guard who I think would would actually pose a challenge to it would be Jamie. I think. Yeah. I think at, at the moment that he left, I think. I think. Okay. I think Jamie could probably take Barristan Selmy at that because it's an older Barristan Selmy, but Prime Barristan Selmy, I think, would take Jamie. Mm -hmm. yeah oh for sure yeah barrison's yeah he's he's unreal um yeah okay we'll have to do sometime like it would be kind of fun to break down the like this king's guard versus that king because you can actually take take barrison out and you take jamie out and now it's like okay what about um like kettle Blunt? black versus yeah or, or one of the kettle black yeah versus more who's who's more lethal we don't really have a lot of tourneys and stuff to go off of but it'd be um <laughs> It would be awesome. So, yeah. So, so anyway, okay. So interesting. So yeah, then um, the 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 rest of the chapter here, um, uh, you know, he it's it's kind of there's not really a whole lot of it to be entirely honest. It's he sort short, of wakes yeah. up. Yeah, he sort he sort of he sort of he sort of wakes up. He gets pod, um, and then you know, he. 
pod tells him, you know, what happened to, you know, what happened to Boris Blunt, you know, the boy flinched or Maris, Mandon Moore, excuse me, the boy flinched. I never meant to, you know, dead. You're certain he's dead. Yeah, he drowned. Um, good. Say nothing of him, of me, any of it, nothing. And then in, uh, in a, in a clash of, or in a storm of swords, it's reporting, you know, Cersei wants to start sort of looking into this, right? Um, you know, Queen Regent Cersei, um, Having proof that, uh, hoping that proof will be found that Mandon was working for his sister, Queen Regent Cersei, um, Tyrion asks his his friend and sellsword Bronn to investigate him, and then he sort of just ends up finding what we've already uncovered. So we, I think, this is a mystery that will be solved at some point. Yeah, for sure, because it's it, that when George brings up stuff later on, and he keeps referencing it, and he keeps talking about like Old Nan, for example, or uh, other other characters who have have either died or the, the, when characters reflect on those things, something will come to, there'll be a right. reveal later on. I like, but, but you know what? Okay. What would be interesting is, so what if it, this is a big, what if here, follow me. I'm if it is, if it is revealed, let's say Tyrion and Varys become friends and the whole thing happens kind of like the show and they start where they start working together with Daenerys or something like that. But then it's revealed that, Varys tried to have him killed because it bettered the realm. And all of a sudden this is his friend and it causes some sort of like, Oh shoot, you tried to have me killed because you want this much chaos and you're pushing for that. Now either Tyrion's behind on that agenda or he's saying, I can, I trust this man at all. And it's personal. And, and that would be, that would be interesting for all of us to kind of see that unfold. But, and how that's revealed, I have no idea, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, as well, I think that's mostly it for the chapter again, sort of a short one here. Um, and then really, this is sort of what will ultimately is you know, as we end Tyrion's chapter here, we, we uh, you know, we'll begin to move into a Storm of Swords next time we see him. And it's a, we're in a totally different ball game in a Storm of Swords with Tyrion. It's just oh, yeah, it's so so different. So his his reign as Hand of the King is has, has come to has come to an end so uh okay as let's move on over to uh send us a raven and i think really we're gonna go off uh, one of yours today you're talking about another kingsguard member here yeah so i some some folks forget about this character um forrest blunt sir forrest blunt we're gonna talk about him i actually remember reading this somewhere and i remember kind of talking about it but we've done a lot of work since this first came out. We've talked a lot about Tommen. We've talked about a lot, um, you know, the, the Lannisters, things that are happening with Cersei's trial, Marjorie, all of it. I've looked at the Kettle Blacks and the Smiling Knight. It's all connected, as we say. It's all connected, friends. So an interesting theory, if you haven't heard this, and I, I again, uh, I think it's pretty well known, but Sir Boris Blunt, who is a knight from house blunt serves uh in the king's guard for robert Baratheon. continues serving so when we start matt he's actually a pretty um he can hold his own he's he's in a mm -hmm. tournament uh jorah mormont actually defeats him in in this the the tourney atlantis port and that's where he wins and 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 jorah gets you know his his wife and so on his first wife and all that um then his downfall takes place but so Blunt's not mentioned a lot, but he's mentioned enough that he's been he's significant to George. And I think also Sir Jimmy said this. You were on a, you were on um, you were kind of watching. I guess it was some someone was covering Game of Thrones and 
and right. some of the uh, things that were going on. And I forget what it was, but it was it was some some channel was was covering. Yep, the uh, Land, Land's Library. She was doing they they like booktubers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And and I think you said on uh, that Jimmy Jimmy brought up when when George uses alliteration. So Sir yes. Boris Blunt, Blunt. right? Uh, Sansa Stark, right? So that when when uh, when you get that um, that device used, that character is significant in some way. They're important. And originally, when you're reading this, he's not important. He's almost forgettable, but he sticks around. He lingers. So his arc is this, right? He he starts off in the, in the King's Guard. He is Tyrion wants to move Tommen away for safety. Cersei they want to move him away. Tyrion wants to put him. Uh, with with Rosby, he's got Jason uh, Bywaters taking him and takes him into custody. But it was Sir Boris who was escorting Tommen and gives him up. And Cersei later says, because of cowardice, she kicks him off of the King's Guard. She says, "You're out, done." And Tywin reinstates him later because we've had you know Manda Moore just was killed, and we have other openings. So Blunt is brought back in. Jamie Lannister actually specifically, uh, well, yeah, brings him back in to help with all of this and Jamie appoints him to be Tommen's sort of, what is it? Uh, food taster, right? Um, yes. Yep. Just to make sure that he's cause, cause Joffrey was later on. We'll see that Joffrey is killed. He chokes and he's poisoned. So blunt has to, you know, um, taste all his food. Now what's been pretty clear to fans is that he is getting sick. He's the food taster, Matt. His health is declining. He's seen as gray. He's, uh, his appearance is more gray, more pale. He's leaning up again. Like when he's watching and he's on guard duty, he's leaning against the wall. Um, he seems to be stumbling somewhat. You, you can go look. There's tons of evidence for that uh, to see that his health is declining rapidly. All right. Now, uh, let, me, let me pull this up. So it's, it's basically who is killing or poisoning Boris Blunt. Um, let me read this here. So we have a couple of different people. We could go over Cersei, Marjorie, Varys, and the Sand Snakes. Those are those are the four individuals put forward by our Raven today. So as we know, uh, Sir Blunt is an incredibly critical condition, or he is in a in increasingly critical condition that is rapidly worsening. Some argue that it's simply his age and a lack of exercise. I would disagree. Taking the timeline into consideration, his condition has gone from quite all right and being able to successfully survive the Battle of the Blackwater and later on performing his duties as Kingsguard for almost a year to being on the verge of being bedridden within, let's say, three months. Such a decline is very unlikely to be natural, which in turn makes poisoning more likely. The funny thing for us um, is that virtually everybody has an interest in him being dead or at least almost dead or most likely um, we will never find out which should make for some nice discussion. Here are some of the potential culprits that I've come up with. So let's go over these individuals and talk about why maybe they would want this, this Kingsguard dead. Remember Matt, the Royals, when, when they are, um, <laughs> this is interesting when they are called to a, a trial by combat, a lot of times, if they don't have a champion, it's a member of the Kingsguard, right? They're meant to protect the royal family. The king might even order them to go fight in this trial um, by combat. So they're supposed to be the best swords in the realm. They're supposed to be those who can guard the king uh, the best, most loyal, all that good stuff. So this is where we get into. I bring that up because we get into some of these individuals who are 
uh, trying to kill him or weaken him because of a trial by combat, possibly. So Cersei, as we remember, she wants Blunt to fight against Sir Strong in the Trial of Seven. For her, it makes sense to weaken him as much as possible, even if his uh, chances uh, to kill Strong are, are already pretty slim. Uh, better to be safe than sorry. Also, she holds a grudge against him for handing over Tommen to Tyrion, uh, and she has the means to poison him via Kyburn. So... That's culprit number one. Culprit number two is Marjorie Tyrell. When she still had to face a trial by combat, it was in her best interest to have Blunt killed as Cersei plotted, Cersei's plot of forcing her to choose him as a fighter. So like Cersei was trying to corner her into having to choose that fighter. So if he's dead, she could then uh, turn to a more capable fighter instead of having to resort to blunt so her brother for example might also right. want to get rid of cersei uh, or might want to get rid of a cersei loyal kingsguard so either marjorie or her brother this idea of loyal uh kingsguard to cersei is is upsetting for them uh also she has the means to poison someone via her grandmother and her spy network all right culprit number three varies one of my favorite theories is that Varys is poisoning him to make him immune to the poison later used on Tommen, let's go. I don't know if I like the idea of Tommen being killed, but I this is right. crazy, right? Uh, that uh, that Blunt swallows all the poison in Tommen's food is highly unlikely. It is more likely that Varys is poisoning him directly. Another theory is that he is poisoning Blunt so he can impersonate him uh, and has access to the entire castle and poisons. So you know, there's that. Uh, the fourth culprit is is would be the Sand Snakes. And uh, could be in on this for the same reason that Barris is by getting him immune to the poison. They can poison Tommen more easily, might also have spies in place, uh, and they also have access to poisoning. So I, there might be more. I think I saw other lists out there where there are more potential culprits, but those four right there are pretty interesting. And it's all about either weakening him. So it's two things, man. It's either weakening him in a trial by combat uh, si situation or it's to kill Tom. And I think more likely it's, it's the idea that if he is the one who's eating something, right? He's eating right. a lot of Tommen's food right. There's your connection. And, and he's someone's who is trying to poison Tommen is a better question, right? Who is trying to get through him to Tommen? Cause we think about Tommen. Um, we, we've always talked about the idea that this would be reversed, that, Mar that Marcella would be, would kill herself and that Tommen would be the one poisoned. And it's kind of the right. opposite. Like in the show, it's it's opposite. Tommen Flipped steps around. out, yeah, kills himself. But we think it's actually Tommen who might be poisoned, and then it would be she who kills herself because of Prince Tristane or or something like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It it is interesting. Yeah, because he has a difficult time standing for the duration of the meal. He has to lean on the wall for support. Right. Um. Yeah. So you know the the whole Dorn angle hasn't really been. It hasn't. We're not quite there yet in the books, with the with like where we see the sand snakes sort of revolt, right, and stuff like that. And who knows if we'll actually see that in in Winds of Winter. Um. So, yeah. I mean, it maybe Varys because Varys at the end of this kills Kevin Lannister. Yeah, he does. To just pave to just pave the way for to just to just pave that pave the way for young Griff. Right. Right. So, okay, let me, let me, let's, let's keep going a little bit with this so we can go over it. So he is originally Cersei's like creature, they say, right? 
And eventually that isn't the case because he's a bit of cowardice and he gives up Tommen and so on. Uh, but then he's brought back in. I mean, why bring him back in? I think there's, let me, let me go up here and find, uh, I think it was just, they needed someone again, someone who was possibly loyal to their family and they had vacancies and he has experience, right? He's, he's been there. I feel like also to be in the King's guard, he's not a slouch. I mean, I know they said that no. he's not a great no, fighter, no, 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 right. But he's also nothing to be, you know, yeah. you know, your okay. other, your other potential, your other potential at, even at this point for somebody to to try and take out Tommen would still be Elena Tyrell because mm-hmm. you, you know you you're you move Joffrey out of the picture so it's better for Marjorie but even if you move excuse me if you move Tommen out of the picture um especially now with like the faith sort of taking over you've kind of got that to take care of the people can now just sort of rally behind Marjorie right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, have this this new queen who's in power, especially if she's legitimate. Um, right, she could say she's with child, etc. Too exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pregnant, even yeah. if she's not. You could just say it. Yeah. Uh, here's something interesting. I'm just looking at at some of this. Uh, gosh, you could have read it. My God, some of this stuff, friends, is is crazy. So Jamie thinks that you know about killing Boris. And he says, you know, he, he ought to kill Sir Boris at least and just be rid of him. He thinks that the Knight of Flowers uh, might want that as well. Uh, let's see. They're talking about potential duels here that could happen in King's Landing. Uh, once Jamie gets better with his with his left hand, because he really didn't. I mean, it's almost a punishment that he puts him in this position where he's eating for Tom and he's just, you know, food taster. Also, so uh, Elio, right, who does, I think, did the... Um, Gosh, the a world of ice and fire, right? I think he's yes. someone who yeah. worked worked on that. So it's noted that originally Gurm had Gurm had Boris dying in a feast for crows and Ares Okart surviving. The two main differences I recall from that draft are that Ares Okart surrenders along with Ariana rather than getting killed, and that Boris Blunt is described looking increasingly increasingly ill and dies uh, by the end of the partial manuscript i think cersei wonders about poisoning uh remember jamie made him food taster for tommen but the description of what was happening to him suggested germ intended readers to understand that he was suffering from uh congestive heart failure right okay yeah so that's it i think both are gonna die right i actually think he's still gonna die it looks like he's, he's yes i do too that's not going well for him um yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 certainly it's certainly not going well for him. Um, which is interesting to think about where we're gonna be in Winds of Winter, really. Because I mean, if Boris Blunt dies, then you lose sort of a protector and you still have the faith out there. We need to do just a thing about what we think is gonna happen with the faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. at, at the at the at the beginning of Winds of Winter, because they're such a big player, and we I think we as well as most readers, um are just so influenced by the show to think they're just probably pretty easily going to be put out of commission, especially because we see in the show Cersei blows up the Sept of Baylor, um, which there's definitely a potential for in, you know, there's definitely a potential for in winds of winter, mm-hmm. but at the same time, maybe not. And maybe it goes totally different, totally, totally different. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I think we should look at that because there's that whole other angle. Right now, we're we're in this theory, right? We're talking about like these people who like the Tom and thing, but there's a whole other exactly. angle with the trials and and stuff that's happening. Which exactly, is, which is crazy because they could um, be. Who knows? They could legitimately be behind some of this. Oh, for sure, they could. Right, right. They could have maybe important- because I I don't think that the faith is actually would be trying to poison Tommen, but I right. could see them being a step ahead and know that Boris Blunt is his food tester and mm-hmm. try to take him out. Right. Champ- because, champion or because yeah. they because they seem to have like they're gonna have a connection. And I do think that we're gonna have that a lot of the stuff we saw in season six, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or but yeah, season six with um the where a, a lot of the stuff we saw in season in whatever season season six, um, where the faith is and Tom and sort of form an alliance, right? And we ban trial by combat, and we that sort of sway of power, I do think will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just okay. Let, I I like that for sure. I sent you a link here too at the very bottom. Thoughts and theories. One more I want to add on just real quickly because you know. <laughs> Sir Matt and Sir Ez, we try to bring you guys the best. We try to find, uh, hunt down these connections. And sometimes they're buried in multiple Reddit posts or uh, we make our own connections and dive down rabbit holes. Oh, but that's the big one. This is a huge one. We could do like a full episode just on this theory. I, I know. Yeah. So let's just, let's just roll down because it does tie in. That's the thing. The problem is that some of these guys have their own one angle uh, where in which they're driving exactly. forward for one point. But we're connecting all of it to he's poisoned. And then who is it? Uh, so Boris is, is, is probably going to die in the winds of winter and most likely was um or is probably you know it's just well and the most likely uh cause or whatever is probably just heart failure but i thought a few other things uh that should be noted here so let me move to candidates keep in mind of characters who we know that seem to hate boris like the lannister siblings we uh get their thoughts in the uh povs and while germ has hidden characters uh character actions in a po in a, in a pov before danny selling uh, Drogon, it creates some issues, and I doubt any of them are killing him. So this individual is thinking maybe none of these individuals who, where we get their point of view, like they're they're observing him dying essentially or being poisoned. So probably not right. any of them. So here are here are this individual's candidates. Um, Tyene Sand, uh, she's on her way to King's Landing and learned about the the uh, learned about poison from her father and said it seems like. Uh, and then it seems like he's already dying. So, you know, she's there to kill him or something. Or that's that's the whole sort of Dorn connection, right? The one that's interesting is Alayaya, right? We know oh, that Boris yeah. is used by Joffrey slash Cersei to punish people. And why the Kettleblacks seem to be the ones who whipped Yaya, Boris could have been involved. We also know Boris visits brothels. Uh, there have always been men who found it easier to speak vows than keep them, he admitted. Sir Boris Blunt was no stranger to uh, to the Street of Silk. And Sir Preston Greenfield used to call uh, at certain draper's houses even um, whenever the draper was away. But Ares would not shame his sword, so that's him reflecting on Sir Boris going there. Also, uh, Yaya could have learned a bit about poison. Bless you. Um, let's see. At uh, Shataya's, I betted the black skinned girl, Aliyaya. I believe she is called exquisite despite the uh stripes on her back. So, working the theory on this one would be that uh, similar to Oberyn, yeah, she's using something slow to kind of poison him for almost like revenge. So, if he was involved in that punishment somehow, 
she's plotting some type of revenge against him. That's crazy. That's kind of a wild, like deep cut there. I, I never would have thought about, you know, her coming back and doing that. Uh, mushroom. What the heck? Okay. So <laughs> this is a pretty weak connection, but we, I just, I think it's, I have to read it. He admits it's a pretty weak connection, but we know there are poisonous mushrooms in a song about fire uh, world. We know this uh, Tyrion finds some of Illyrio's finds some at uh, Illyrio's mans and later uses them to kill uh, nurse. We see Boris taste test mushrooms. Uh, so yeah, supper began with beef and a barley soup. Okay, so we're actually saying yeah. that mushrooms are the culprit there. Um, it's also noted here that uh, Dance of Dragons 2 probably going to die long before then. And there's the the bitter history between him and Jamie as well. So I don't know, friends. It just it, the one that stuck yeah. out to me was Alayaya. I thought that was so like here, you know. here, this is this is kind of interesting. How just just some comments on that on that Reddit thread you sent me um, to one saying. Uh, given the evidence of multiple varied poison attempts, right? We know Joffrey was already poisoned, right? Um, and his continued survival, that it is uh, more his portly figure maintaining him. Maybe he's perhaps building up a tolerance, right? Like he's he's low dosing himself on poison to mm -hmm. sort of like Cersei's having him do this in order to build up a tolerance. So that way, like Tommen wouldn't be poisoned, right? Like if... Uh, something like that so that was kind of that's kind of interesting like maybe mm. cersei's causing him to do this uh so that way if tommen is potentially going to be poisoned now another one this is interesting it says boros dying of heart failure at an inappropriate moment is the most interesting scenario to me his death during a meal could certainly be the catalyst that causes cersei to snap um with her paranoia right especially since joffrey was poisoned like yeah. at a you know at, at that at that wedding um so just kind of just kind of interesting that yes that could be that could be the thing that just caused her to lose finally lose it just like oh my god yeah freak out yeah yeah all right well i like it i i just think you know it's an interesting to bring up i know people forget it could be about kevin. him kevin could be the one having him do it because remember cersei's like on trial and she's like kind of you know and all this stuff's going on during dance of dragons that's where she's that's where we're at currently that's sort of her person areas she's not really in power to do a lot of stuff right now yeah 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 i don't know uh it's yeah who's behind it what do you guys think leave us a comment uh sinister raven i i think those are the the for the most likely individuals that we that we brought up but again if you're gonna throw out like aliyaya and and someone else that he was you know uh, messing with but there is a real decline in his health and it is true that something is going on sure. and he is the food tester so definitely something there and if george had him dying in some original thing and he's just postponed that a little bit later that means he's also postponed stuff with tom and cersei and that arc is just pushed into winds or something uh beyond that which is the theme with george right there's more yeah, to tell and just push it all back so yeah, absolutely. 100%. So awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, with that, uh, I think that'll probably be it for us today. So thanks for everybody who was hanging out here in the chat, um, watching this, uh, watching this live and uh, coming and hanging out. Uh, those of you guys listening on, you know, on the podcast, we appreciate all of it. So uh, all right, as with that, man, um, I want to thank you guys for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 68, John 8 of A Clash of Kings. Yep. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that winter is coming.